the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for The Bruce Hooley. And uh, joining me right now on the phone line is Ohio Auditor Keith Faber. Auditor Faber, welcome to The Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this afternoon, sir? I am great. Thanks for having us. Hey, it's it's always an honor and a pleasure. We've spent a lot of airtime talking about Issue 1. We've spent a lot of airtime talking about Issue 2. But I've tried to carve out time every single day that I am on the air to have a school board candidate on because as the father of school-aged children, I think that this decision is just as important as issue one. We'll talk about issue one maybe in a moment. But uh, I'd like for you to tell our listeners what you think about school board races and maybe what you're doing about it. Well, thank you. It's critical for the future of our state that our school boards remain focused on academic excellence And the best way to do that is keep parents informed and keep parents in control. We've got to have good public schools to provide children with the tools to succeed. And I'm confident that, uh, look, that if we pick the right candidates, we'll have better education in Ohio. And for that reason, we went out and worked with local folks in every community and identified a group of about 30. It could have been probably 300 school board candidates across Ohio who, who are committed to keeping schools focused on academics keeping schools focused on excellence, and keeping parents in control. Those were our big litmus tests. Look, we cannot continue to have schools trying to be the indoctrination central uh, for Ohio. And and candidly, that's just unacceptable. It's not working. And we spend a boatload of money trying to educate kids in K-12. And I'm just not sure we're getting a good return on that investment. I couldn't say it any better. And, you know, with issue one looming, it it becomes increasingly – critical for parents to understand that I believe, and we'll pivot to this in just a moment, that if issue one passes, I think uh, I think Dave Yost was a little conservative in his legal assessment, but I think he's even saying, yeah, there's no guarantee that the parents' rights inherent in our law books won't be ripped away because of this constitutional amendment. So it's really important to make sure that we have people on the school board who want parents involved and who aren't going to acquiesce to I'm going to call it, maybe you won't call it this, but progressive activism funded by teacher unions and funded by the left. Um, Is that part of why you're so passionate about this in addition to the education component? Certainly, certainly it's part of it. Uh, I think that was a big wake-up call. COVID was a big wake-up call for a lot of us. We knew something wasn't going right. We just weren't sure of the detail. And as we've gotten more and more into it, look, the other side, I lovingly call them the allied liberal organizations. They're all funded by the same entities. Have, uh, have have a very clear, organized agenda. And part of their agenda is to try and control the cultural debate and to try and control the educational debate. And, and we just simply, it's time for us to say enough's enough. Moms and dads make far better decisions about the educational 
needs of their kids than some bureaucrat or some teacher's union. And, and we've got to keep it focused on moms and dads making decisions for their kids. Amen. Yeah, these NGOs, I think, is what Glenn Beck calls them, these non-governmental organizations that uh, certainly are well-funded and, and try to influence through quasi-government agencies and school districts and other government agencies. Um, they're here. They're funded and, and they're pushing. So um, on that note, let's talk a little bit about issue one, if we may, and we may toggle back to the school board races again. Sure. Uh, what's your sense among – I know you're out among Ohioans. What's your sense right now? Is this something that people are awake to, the radical uh, permissions that it would enshrine, uh, or do you think they're still asleep? And what do you want our listeners to know? I think it's important that, first of all, listeners understand if this passes, this will be enshrined in the state constitution. It's the most radical abortion uh, rules anywhere in the country. It will essentially guarantee partial birth, dismemberment, late-term abortions without parental information or consent. It, it, there's just no other way to, to put it. And, and simply put, issue one empowers one person to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And that's the abortionist. The same person and the only person who's making money on abortion gets to decide whether an abortion is necessary, whether the baby's viable, or whether the woman's life, financial health, or other things are in jeopardy if she has the baby. Let me, let me put it this way. If I were to say to McDonald's, you have the authority in the state constitution to decide every time I go through the drive-thru whether I need a large fry, how many times do you think I'm getting a large fry every time I go through the McDonald's drive-thru? The response is every time. Every so time. how many abortionists who are set to make money on the abortion are going to go, nope, you don't need to have the abortion. It's not necessary. And, and the reality is that's part of the problem here. We've given in this constitutional amendment the most radical, one-sided view. I, I just encourage your listeners who are on the fence on this issue, and, and probably none of your listeners are, but go out and look at the language. And there's a great site called seethelanguage.com, seethelanguage.com, and you'll get to see the words. The words that the liberal groups that put this together chose in this ballot initiative are not by accident. It is not an accident that the term woman, woman is not in there. It is not an accident that the term parents is, are not in there. It is not an accident that there is no age limitation in there. Uh, it is not an accident that the term individual is in there. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, only a woman can have an abortion. Well, yeah. why do you talk about individuals? Um, from that perspective, uh, it's clearly designed to do other things. They picked those words clearly by looking at what court cases have determined around the country so that they have their legal arguments already typed up, already nicely prepared, and they're ready to argue for the unlimited expansion of this amendment. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. We talked yesterday. We had a town hall on Ohio issue one. We've, we've talked with Frank Scaturro several times, and he said what you said. You know, words like individual that are not defined in the amendment will be defined by the courts. Health is a term that the Supreme Court says if it's not defined, it includes all of these things. Financial, emotional, societal, right? Basically any reason. And then the scary word for me, and you're an attorney, is burden. If you burden yeah. the abortion doctor at all, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, you ask the doctor to do things like have a medical license. Is that a burden? How, how about you ask him to actually have health and safety protocols to, uh, or you require him to follow the same conditions that every other ambulance surgical facility in Ohio has to comply with with regard to transfer agreements and safety protocols. Are those a burden? Well, the reality is, is we know they think they are because 
until recently, none of the abortion clinics in Ohio complied with most of those standards. And so, look, we know that they're trying to undo all of this. They're trying to take Ohio to an abortion on demand and the abortionist rules state. You know, the thing that really irks me is that I hear proponents of issue one say, this gets the government out of the decision-making process for the woman. Well, I look at it, and I'm interested if you see it this way too, and I go, well, wait a minute. No, it doesn't. The word burden and the fact that an abortion doctor can now make that decision, the fact that Planned Parenthood is dumping money into this, doesn't it give Planned Parenthood a monopoly on the process? And doesn't it put the government essentially on the front line for them, like battling for abortions? I mean, it's the essence of, of big government involved, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. And let me let me back up and just say, look, the groups that have pushed this have never argued for less government. And you think they're doing it now just to be inconsistent? No, they have a plan. And their plan is really simple. Um, I, I asked this question when I first got in the legislature now more than 20 years ago. When does life begin? When does life begin? You answer that question and I'll talk to you about abortion. But nowhere else in society do we begin the debate with when does life begin, okay, it's okay to end life even even if we can't agree when it begins because that's part of the debate here. And, and part of this discussion on abortion, forget about what you want to talk about, is that everybody in Ohio, at least 70% of Ohioans agree that late term, by the end of the pregnancy, that baby's alive. Yep. That baby is worthy of life and worthy of being protected. And, and now you're just talking about a convenience of, of a couple of weeks here or there, or in very rare cases, at a health, health safety issue. Um, and by the way, one of their arguments in their ads, it just makes me sick, is they talk about miscarriage care. Yep. Look, False. you know, uh, it's absolutely a lie. There is nothing in the law, real or perceived, that would stop anybody with an ectopic pregnancy or anybody else who eats miscarriage care to get miscarriage care at every level. Uh, Keith Faber, we're out of time. (laughs) But thank you for weighing in. You did an amazing job. Stay tuned for the final segment. We're rounding third and heading home. The final segment of the Bruce Hooley Show today is Thursday. It's the 26th of October. Did you see that uh, U.S. Senator J.D. Vance has a plan to stop federal mask mandates? And that plan passed the Senate Wednesday afternoon. Now, he attached an amendment, Senator Vance that is, that would ban federal mask mandates on public transit to the Senate minimus bill. Now, the amendment cleared the Senate by a 59 to 38 vote. Vance said, this is a massive victory for personal freedom in this country. We saw countless abuses of authority throughout the COVID pandemic, and the American people were justifiably enraged by unscientific mask mandates. Today, the United States Senate took an emphatic step toward common sense and individual liberty. I'm proud of what we've accomplished here and look forward to continuing the fight. Now, the amendment prohibits the U.S. Department of Transportation from using federal funds to enforce mask mandates in response to the COVID-19 virus through the current fiscal year. Now, you will remember that 
Vance tried to pass something similar with unanimous consent earlier in the year, but was met with Democratic opposition, uh, about a three-minute red herring speech that was pretty gross. Uh, But it also prevents federal mask mandates on passenger airlines, commuter rail, rapid transit buses, and any other transportation program funded through the end of fiscal year 2024. Why do I emphasize any other transportation program? If you remember back in the state of Ohio, there were school superintendents hiding behind the skirt of the federal government who said, well, the U.S. Department of Transportation requires masks so we can do that too because buses are really considered part of the U.S. Department of Transportation structure. Now, I uncovered that that was false. The Ohio Revised Code actually says that school buses are not part of that. But schools hid behind that skirt. And, uh, you know, that was really infuriating because we've known for a long time that uh, kids were not massive purveyors of the virus. They certainly had almost zero risk of serious outcomes. But we know that they have serious risk of about five or six major health outcomes, negative health outcomes, when they wear a mask for six or eight hours a day. It's narrowly scoped, Vance said. It applies for the next 11 months and applies to transportation cases. And I think it is reasonable to not ask the American people to re-enter the era of mask mandates. My amendment does that. Now, the minibus bill would provide funding for military construction, along with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, agriculture, transportation, housing, and urban development. Vance introduced a bill in early September that would stop any federal official, including the president, from implementing a mask mandate through 2024. And it would stop mandates for domestic air travel, public transit systems, or primary and secondary schools, along with colleges and universities. It would stop airlines, transit authorities, and educational institutions from refusing to serve anyone not wearing a mask. He attempted to force a vote on September 7th, but Democrats objected stopping unanimous passage and causing it to move through committees. So kudos, Senator J.D. Vance. He's also been working very hard on making sure that there is long-term monitoring going on in East Palestine after the tragic derailment there of poisonous liquids that were turned to gases when they were burned. I don't know if you caught this headline, and, and we'll wrap here today. Border authorities are counting Palestinian migrants as other nationalities. So federal border authorities apprehending Palestinian migrants crossing into the U.S. illegally, by the way, are counting them as other nationalities, according to the former chief of Border Patrol and a current agency official who is familiar with the process. In addition to the current and former agency officials that confirmed Palestinians aren't classified as such when they're apprehended and processed at the border, screenshots have been obtained of the Border Patrol's internal system showing that Palestine is not a category and that searching for it results in no matches. That's important because federal intelligence officials have warned that Palestinian terrorists could be crossing the southern border and to be on the lookout for them, according to an internal customs and border protection memo. 
There's no written policy on how to record a Palestinian. In my experience, since this falls within the legal borders of Israel, individuals would be documented as Israel in the narrative, which is not easily searchable, would likely but not automatically explain that the individual claims to be Palestinian. The narrative is 100% dependent upon what the agent wants to include and what information the agent has time to get, former Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott said in an interview. Roughly 1.6 million Palestinians are citizens of Israel, while 5.7 million are considered to be refugees living in Gaza, the West Bank, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, according to a May report from the Congressional Research Service. So we also know that of the 1.5 million people that crossed illegally recently, about 6,000 of them them were apprehended. The rest of them were released. And the money that Joe Biden is pouring into the border, Bernie Marino told us, told us earlier in the week during his interview, and, and Jim Jordan also confirmed that that money isn't helping shore up the border. The money is actually going to agents and helping them process illegals more rapidly. I, I want you to think about that. We have a president who left an entire military arsenal in Afghanistan, a president who negotiated with terrorists, Iran, a president who is talking to the Palestinian Authority and being chummy. And by the way, the president of the Palestinian Authority is a guy who has said previously that the Holocaust was only 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 a couple hundred thousand Jews died. Really, it was the Jews that caused the Holocaust because of their usury lending practices. And now he's the guy that is sending money to the border to process illegals into the country. Folks, I wish this was a fictional story. It's not. It is reality in America. And it's a reality that we have a chance to change locally because the same tone-deaf, Marxist, anti-American ideology that is allowing this to happen nationally is driving what's going on with issue one. It's driving what's going on in our schools with these radical, radical candidates for school board. So you got to get out and you've got to vote now before November 7th. And you need to make sure that you're educating friends, family, everybody about this election and about what's coming up in 2024. We'll talk more about this and more tomorrow. It's always a pleasure to be with you. I'm honored that you tune in. Thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. I am Jack Windsor, and I will be back with you tomorrow for Open Line Friday. I'll talk to you then. In a world where financial landscapes can change rapidly, safeguarding your savings and... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.